Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Well, well, welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirl. I'm Brett Kruger. I'm Remy Breer, and I'm moving camera. And today we have a very special guest with us. Thank you to Remy. And I will let Remy introduce her. This is Crystal Schwanvel of Dusty Diamond Leather. Say hello, Crystal. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, well, it is a Thursday after a very long weekend, which Crystal and I were talking before you got on, and it felt like, you know, how much I love Fourth of July weekend, but even I was ready to say goodbye because it got to be too long, and because it was on a Tuesday, Tuesday didn't even feel like the 4th of July because we had been celebrating since Saturday. Yeah, you started probably. on like Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I was ready to be done with that. I was ready to put 4th of July to bed this year. And we did uh, James's birthday, so we had uh, a lot of food. We had a lot of people over. So I made brisket and tri-tip on the, and burnt ends on the smoker. And then... Uh, Hamburger and hot dogs and a lot of sides. So you must have been feeding an army, Remy, or you had a lot of eating all day. Yeah. Well, we had our Fourth of July party on Sunday, and um, I'm listening to you. I got an outdoor grill at my lake. On they built it on Friday and Saturday, and I love it guys is brick it's kind of big and then you put apple wood in in it and then i don't know it's all kinds of deliciousness and i don't even have to leave the lake to get ready i know i know <laughs> and i can finally use my christmas present because brandon bought me that giganto cast iron pot that's got the little legs on it that you can't use unless you're using it over an open fire because it'll It'll wreck your stove because it's got those freaking legs on it and it's so heavy. So mm -hmm. I have a place that I can use that, which I love. But uh, we did that. Have you guys ever had those can cookers? Like it looks like milk cans. No. no. <laughs> okay. Well, there are these milk cans and they're probably about this big. And you buy ham and kielbasa, meat, like potatoes, carrots, onions. And you put it all together, and then you put butter and, like, a beer or Mountain Dew in there with it. And then it comes out, you throw it on the table, and then everybody eats, and it's so good. Oh, and It's the course. beer or Mountain Dew that does it for me, because those are not the same flavor profile. I know they're not. <laughs> I think that we did one with beer and one with Mountain Dew. And the one with Mountain Dew, the sweet corn, was extremely good. I don't know. It was I feel like really the canned sweet. beer chicken. So, you know, I don't know. So that was my 4th of July. Nobody got hurt during fireworks. Usually we have an incident or two, but um, it was good. Everybody has their fingers. Mm -hmm. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. The one year. Um, I shouldn't even tell this story. <laughs> so the one year we were all done with fireworks and we do get the ones that come from Wisconsin. So they're the good ones. And somebody puts the empty fire boxes into the freaking fire. Oh shit. And it was like World War II. Wow. Well, sitting there around the fire, we're conversing, and then all of a sudden, it was like rounds going off at us. And everybody was scared and running and like throwing people out of the way. 
I, it was, we can all laugh about it right now because it is, it was hilarious. Thankfully, nobody got hurt, but it is everything that you've seen on TV and more. Mm-hmm. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be in the middle of it. I can tell you that. I about broke my ankle because a grown ass man ran me over to get to safety. <laughs> What about you, Crystal? What did you do for 4th of July? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> um, Saturday, I went out to lunch with my sister-in-law and my niece and came home and the neighbors across the street, they're amazing. They have a pool. So they invited me over and then we went to demolition racing that night. Sunday, my husband flew in from Edgewood, um, New Mexico, so I had to go pick him up and we just slept the whole day (laughs) after that and then Tuesday went back over to the neighbors with the pool and hung out with them and barbecued and had a good time so it was toasty on fourth of July it was a little warm yeah those simple days are pretty fun I think Mm -hmm. I like that yeah it was definitely warm and Saturday was super warm as yeah it's now cooling off a little bit but it was the the heating trend was real hot this weekend yes it was for us too and now you guys it's 70 degrees i've hit the sweatshirt i'm freezing i wish i feel like i'm sweating already this morning so it's warm i mean not as warm as it was but it's it's warm so yesterday i went down to see my dad and he has like this really nice pool that's like got a nice rock wall built behind it and the water stays like this far below the ledge. This is important because uh, we're trying to find my stepmom. And she's like, I need your help. And we come out and there's like seven little ducklings, like little ducklings in the pool and a wild duck. So we walk over and the wild duck flies away. And so we're taking like, my dad's got a, uh, has like a long um, like window yeah. scraper that you use for like second story windows. And she's got a broom and I've got the pool net. So like I fish all the ducks out and we're looking for the last, we get them all out that time. And then we're looking for the last one. We can't find it. So we go to like the suction thing, like the round deal. We pop it open and there's three in there. They're not dead. There's three in there just swimming oh around. There was more than we had seen. And we get them out and you hear them like quacking and the, the mom's like has gone up and around the rock wall and is watching me. And then all of a sudden she disappears. All the ducklings disappear. And, uh, Maybe like eat dinner, we go back outside. She hears the chirping again. Fucking ducklings are in the pool and the mom is like nowhere. <laughs> so we fish them out again. And uh, my stepmom got all of them except for one that time. And I mean, like she got them all in one fell swoop that time with the, with the pool skimmer. And then we get the other one out. And I was like, Katie, they're going to be right back in the pool. Like they've already done this. They're going to be right back in. She goes, no, no, it's dark. It'll be fine. So I'm driving home and I get a text from her. She's like, 11.23 p.m. The mother and all the ducklings are back in the pool. How do you even keep them out of it besides covering it? Oh, I told him to get one of those like um, battery powered, like fake toy speedboats and just have it make like a, <laughs> a hot lap around there. Well, like an owl, like does that scare them? I, I They have hawks that like sit on their fence. So I don't think the owl statue is going to work. I don't know. I don't know it's about a nice, that. it's a nice pool. So she was worried because they, you know, they come to do chemicals today on the pool. So she was worried about them, and I was like, "Well, adapt or die, man." They're gonna. But now she's worried that the chemicals are gonna harm them. Oh, yeah. Aww. She tried to rescue them, and I was like, 
You don't want ducks in your pool. They make a mess out of your pool, but. So that was oh, funny. That's funny. That's my, I'm a duck. I'm a duck wrangler. And I can make, now put that on my business card. Duck wrangler. <laughs> for for a woman of many talents, Rumi. So look, I got another bones thing today. And I got this one for you. Breck, it's the strawberry cheesecake. <laughs> and it's coffee. The strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, I'm sending you that. I'm sending you some of these ones, but I haven't tried it yet. Uh, what is it? Carrot, Carrot cake. cake. Uh -huh. I think that one would be kind of good. It sounds I'm like you some. I'm not sending you the whole box. I got your own box of strawberry cheesecake, though. Okay. And then salty siren. That one's probably your favorite. If you I just know like Remy the well I mean, the coffee is very still. good, but I really like the packaging. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> She's an interesting individual. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she makes like space cowgirls on her leather stuff, so I don't want to hear nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling that she's not as, what is my word for you? You're the most, you're not, you're, you know, there's basic bougie. Remy's opposite of all of that. Remy's, what, I have a word for you. I'm unassumingly bougie. Unassumingly bougie, oh, yeah. that is what it is. I mean, who the fuck loves, like, what's your favorite scent, Remy? It's like a mixture between dead roses or dead... Wild flowers and oak. I I like that. I like cactus when it is in bloom. I mean, her her freaking answers are like, who says that? I don't know. Me. Her. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to smell like well, Christmas. We should get on with our mm -hmm. interview with Crystal, who is Remy's friend, neighbor. And Remy is a customer yes. of her work. Um, we thank you so much for being on here with us today. We know that it's not easy because, A, it's a little scary when you do these things. I like to think that it's not that scary with us because we're pretty good hosts. We're funny and we make it fun. Yeah. Um, but I know it's super early in the morning. So thank you for... Uh, taking away from your sleep to hang with us this morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and also we're doing it on a Thursday because right. <laughs> I texted Breck and I was like, hey, or no, Breck texted me, she's like, are we going to do this tomorrow? But I knew it was her favorite holiday. I was going to text her and then I texted Crystal because July 5th didn't seem like a good idea to wake up early. Yeah, no. <laughs> I did took not Tuesday like off from the party. Like I said, I was good to go. <laughs> Um, so tell everybody where you're from, Crystal, in California. Um, well, currently I live in Menifee, so in between Temecula and, um, what would that be, Riverside. Um, I grew up, though, in Calamesa, which is in a really small town, and it's about 30 minutes north of here, probably 45, actually, minutes more north of here between, um, Palm Springs and L.A. Where we have yeah. our cabin. Yeah, exactly. That could not have been like a farming, ranching community, could have it? No, not really. I mean, there was there's horses and and stuff there, but I grew up like in a regular house, no horses. Um, just was born with like the horse lover genes. So I begged my parents for like seven years to get me a horse, and when they finally did, we had to border out at a ranch. So yeah, yeah. So now we finally are... have our horses at home, but 
Yeah. What did you say that again? Sorry. Oh, now, um, now that I live in Menifee with my husband, we have our horses at home, so it's a lot oh, better. Yeah. But now you get yeah. to take care of them on your own. Yep, exactly. You're never going to have a vacation again, Crystal. No, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, I know. That's the hardest thing that people don't warn you about when you want to go on vacation or, you know, a little trip here and there. You got to find oh. someone to watch them that you trust. Me. That might be the problem. Uh, it's You're tough. the one that she that watches her animals, Remy, when she's gone? No. <laughs> oh, she's the what problem. Happened to Remy? <laughs> That's what she's saying. It's usually me, Crystal. I'm usually the problem. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but today. So you have lived in California your entire life. Mm -hmm. Yep. Been here my whole life. Hold so, on. Coming back. <laughs> Remy, this is hilarious that it's you. Oh no, she's still a dark screen. She's frozen. Um, so Crystal, obviously the name of your company is Dustin, Dusty Diamond Leather. Yeah. So you do custom made leather work. Mm-hmm. Yep. How did you get into that or how long have you been in the leather work? Um, this is my fifth year, like full time doing leather work. And I got into it because um, some people that I knew in the roping community were doing custom leather and we ordered like a belt um, from Jake Gibbs and um, he did an amazing job and I was like wow is this something that like people do is like make leather work because my whole life I just you know bought stuff from the store and didn't know there was this whole custom world out there um, so decided to buy like a little kit and play around with it and see if I liked doing it as like, a little hobby and then it kind of became an obsession so in 2017, I started full time and and went to Jake and he helped me out a lot, get started and then just kind of learn from YouTube videos and taking some classes here and there and it just spun off into its own thing. <laughs> um, I had a memory pop up like when you were first doing the pop sockets, like it's like, mm -hmm. the, I was like, I mean, not that they like I, I bought stuff from Crystal since the beginning, but I was like, Man, she's really gotten good. Not that those are bad, but it's crazy to look at that to know. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's Her crazy. Work to look is probably back. much more intricate now than back then, right? Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, did you work like a full time job somewhere else, like in corporate America or something before this all, Crystal? Yeah. Um, I worked at Boot Barn for eight plus years and um, got to do their events and do like the NFR every year, Cowboy Christmas. Um, almost every year. And then I went to work for um, student housing, college apartments in Riverside. And it was nice because it was, you know, Monday through Friday job. And um, so I wanted to get out of retail and do something more, you know, consistent. Um, but then I really started to miss like the Western world, like the Western industry and the being around like, you know, my kind of people and everything. So that's why I started doing the leather stuff. So. So you just threw yourself right into it then? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Probably before I was ready and before I was like any good and just threw myself in. And I'm gonna make That's this happen. Probably the best time to do it though because so many people wait until they're perfect. It's perfect. They're it's never perfect. Is perfect. Yeah. Uh, the income is perfect, everything's perfect, but it really doesn't work that way. It's probably best to just make take a jump the, and leave. Take the leap, man. Right. right. Mm -hmm because it's never perfect you know I still every time I make something it's handmade so I can probably if you show me 
a year later, I'll be like, oh, I remember, you know, I made an accident right here and with like a little stamp mark or something, you know, there's always something. So. It looks like it's machine made. Don't let her lie to you. <laughs> no, there's always like some little error, some little die that I got onto somewhere where it shouldn't be, but most people can't see it. So, so how hard was it going from, because now you're a full-time entrepreneur. Did mm -hmm. you have an entrepreneurial background where you kind of had no. some guidance or? <laughs> no, but I feel like my work experience helped me a lot. Um, the boo barn, you know, stuff kind of helped me with like sales or events and things like that. Um, and also kind of to know the Western industry and like what's popular and um, what people are looking for uh, that they can't find in a store like that. Um, and then with the apartment complex, like that helped me a lot with the accounting because I was like kind of their bookkeeper there. Um, so it helped me to like make sure I'm keeping my books right and, and things like that. And I also did a lot of marketing and stuff with them too. A lot of posting on social my alarm clock, sorry. Um, so I feel like all my work experience kind of helped, you know, with this adventure, but yeah, kind of just winging it. Well, I would say that most people would, um, say that they were a little nervous or scared or had mm -hmm mixed emotions about making the leap and especially when you're making your own product i mean right that's yeah. entrepreneurship it all falls on you anyway but making your right. own product is it's not like yeah, it, is, scent or something. it is kind of scary especially you know i feel like when i started to get into horse tack a little more and it's like trying to know exactly the weight of the leather it should be to make it safe and things like that were kind of scary too. So what's so. your favorite thing to make? Um, probably horse tack, head stalls and breast collars. Um, I do, I have this passion for handbags, but for some reason I can't really bring myself to make a whole bunch of them. I, just, I saw them, I looked on your website and they're really cool. Like, oh, thank you. I mean, if you're in case you're wondering what to get me for Christmas, Remy, I really <laughs> like the crossbody ones. Okay. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would look good on me. So just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love handbags. Um, I wish I could get more into them and kind of just take that leap. But I think it's like the lining and the pockets and all the extra things that I really need to dive into and, and start making. But yeah, that's horse like tack. More, yeah. That's more like seamstress stuff over right. leather work. Yeah. It's, it feels a little out of my realm, I think, is why I yeah, haven't made a bunch of them. But look, just take the leap for that. But yeah, I agree with Remy on that. Um, it seems and like we'll model them all for you. There yeah, we go. there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the more like, because women's Western fashion especially changes so fast. It does. And there's so many, I, I mean, I don't know where these people get their money from to be able to buy all this stuff, but they want to change with it. Then they change with it fast. The girl, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of the consumers do, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, so I feel like your work is good enough. I'm not seeing it in person, but looking at what I saw. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You will have I no think that crystal stuff, though, is not going to sound bad. It's not trendy. It's like very classic and that older style. Like not That's just like, right. like not last week's older style, but like all the rough out and the buck stitch makes mm -hmm. it um, 
makes it timeless. So it's not looking like, you know, it's not looking dated. A month I like month. timeless leather work. My dad actually got me this vintage Great. purse. Mm -hmm. You could do this yeah. with that crystal. Yeah. They did the book stitching around the, the bottom. So it there. looks That's like cool. it's Woodstock era, I feel like. Very cool. And then the <laughs> handle broke. So I had to put my belt on it. And now that my works. flipping belt broke because my dog chewed on it. <laughs> so what you're saying is you need a purse strap. So what you're saying is... <laughs> what I'm saying is I need to get rid of these damn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, and... Um, so you've been traveling and doing some of the stuff with your leather work too, right? Um, not a whole lot, no. Um, I've done a couple booths here and there um, at some smaller shows, but I haven't done anything really big yet. I want to. I want to do Cowboy Christmas maybe one year. It would be awesome. It seems like a lot of work. I, I meant like, oh, when yeah. you did, like when you entered this thing in Pendleton and stuff like that as far as design. Right. Yep. I sent a little coaster to Pendleton. They were having like a tooling contest. That was fun. Did you get it? No, I didn't win. But oh, but it's still probably cool to do. Yeah. There's so, another contest coming up here uh, soon, so we'll see how it goes. Oh. I voted for Crystal. I tried to help her win. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, I hear a lot of, because of social media, um, mm -hmm. good and bad things spread fast as far as getting your artwork out there, getting your product out there for makers such as yourself. And there's mm -hmm. been a lot of controversy over the last probably two years because of the speed of social media, um, people stealing yeah. people's designs, Thoughts, right. ideas on that. Right. What are your um, it's hard because it's always hard to, you know, try to reinvent the wheel. There's only so many things. And I feel like the, the things that people want are have been done for so long cactuses feathers things like that so it's like how do you put your own spin on it or how do you break away from that um so like that space cowgirl you know is a little bit of a of a different theme and but people have been doing that too here lately so it's really hard to kind of stay original and but if you when you're starting out it's almost like you kind of have to copy other people to learn like how to do certain things or, you know, how to tool or you can buy patterns and tool other people's patterns and, and things like that. Um, once you have like a good idea of, you know, what you're doing, it's definitely important to like make your own original work. Um, but the big controversy I think is what you're talking about is there is a company that is taking other people's work makers that are, you know, they're hand drawing their patterns and everything and they're putting them onto purses and different things and they're just mass producing you know other designs that yeah you know makers have made so i definitely feel like that is you know cheating <laughs> they're taking a picture of their work and putting it on their bag and selling it so it's it's heartbreaking like we put so much work into it and it's so hard to you know stay original and for me i'm not a great drawer so it takes me a long time to draw um, a pattern or a design. Um, so I put all that work into it. And luckily, knock on wood, it hasn't happened to me. Um, but it would be definitely heartbreaking and devastating that someone would just take two seconds to steal this picture of my work and put it as their own. So 
Yeah, because yeah. like in all reality, how many like of one item do you hope to sell or do you think that you could sell? Crystal, I don't, I have no clue. Like um, with my stuff, I, I hand draw every single piece now. And so every piece is drawn by me and I tool it and I don't use the same pattern over and over. So it's every single one is like one of a kind. So yeah, if that maker would steal something of yours, and then they would sell thousands of them. They would sell at a very, at a very reduced price. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's hard too because we're keeping track of our time as well. I don't really keep track of my time, but I try to. And um, you know, I can only I feel like I can only charge so much because everyone has this idea in their mind that a belt should cost, you know, boot barns prices <laughs> i keep saying boot barn in there <laughs> but you know like they have this retail price in mind and so when you're trying to charge four times that because you have so much time and and energy into it it's really hard you know to get it's time energy it's also better quality you know it's better quality leather it's not going to break when right. you catch it on your saddle horn right that's what i was just going to say remy is i mean I think that the majority of people who would purchase from you versus a place like Boot Barn know and understand the difference of quality and what they're purchasing, right? Right, right. Some, but like, it's hard. It's like it's like you said. So when you have like Western influencers that are wearing the crossbody fringe bag today, right? Mm -hmm. And if someone's going to charge five hundred dollars, but they can get it online for ninety, they're going right. to buy the ninety dollar one most of the exactly. time. Exactly. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. And like you said, fashion is going so fast. So they don't, I don't think want to spend $500 on a bag that, you know, they're going to want a new style here next week. So. And the stuff is, the other thing is like the nicer leather stuff does last a long time. That's why I said like when right. she's got that more classic style, like um, for her cell phone holders, right? Where it's the buck stitch with someone's brand. Like those are very pretty. They last a long time. Our friend Javi has one from her with his brand on it, and it gets abused and still looks very nice. Yeah, thanks. So. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So you mentioned that you have fur babies. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've got two horses, a dog, and a cat. Nice. So a good. Her mix. dog helps. Her dogs and horses help model a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> I bet they do. Yep. They do. And so then uh, Crystal came to help us gather mm -hmm. the last couple of years in Yukaipa, which is by where she grew up. And um, we brand the calves there. We rope them and brand them. And Crystal missed and wanted to back out. And I was like, but James won't let you leave. You <laughs> have to stay until you, um, until you start catching. Yeah. So like, you'll see the picture I share every once in a while, like where we're all like yelling in the background with our hands up, but it's Crystal that roped the calf. So we were all excited for her. And, yeah, uh, got a little I have seen that picture, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, because what happens, like we grew up with cowboys that are like, oh, when you miss you, get out of the pen. And I was like, mm, but you don't do that here. We're gonna stay until we find success. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was um, like a fun day. So what do you think your greatest challenge or hurdle has been throughout all of this process, Crystal? Um, I would say the pricing. You know, I listen to a lot of leather podcasts and things and 
a lot of people have questions on pricing and and um, it's much more than materials plus your time you know there's a lot of overhead and so trying to calculate all of that and also be affordable and then I feel like I have a mental block where I know I can only afford so much so to charge more than that is hard for me I guess I would just I would say that, but my husband's been amazing and he's um, totally kept me afloat <laughs> when it gets tough. So he's been awesome. I feel like weeks like this, I don't know if you feel like this for me, but like with the, um, it's just such a weird week because of the holiday being on a Tuesday. So I, I was like, I need to get, not that I wasn't working because every day except for Monday I was kind of like I can't I'm not doing it today somebody else can do it all the stinking <laughs> stalls um but uh it messes with your mind a little bit and I think that for me I just kind of felt shitty I felt mentally shitty after the long weekend because I didn't all the drinking you did in sun hats that made you feel shitty <laughs> Easy there, Remy. What were you spying on me? <laughs> um, no, you just feel shitty because you felt like feel so unproductive, and I don't know. Yeah, with me, I think um, I think I get what you're saying because also too, one of the hardest parts is actually being able to sit down at the workbench and get stuff done because I feel like. If I need, if anything needs to happen with the household or anything, it's on me to, you know, go do the errands during the day or go, you know, get my tires changed or go. I'm always like leaving to go take care of things. And so it's not like I'm at this bench for eight hours a day working and putting, you know, product out. So I think the productivity is also tough. You have to be um, pretty disciplined. Yeah. You know, and then, like, do you ever have an idea for a piece that you just build and then you're like, I'll build it and then I'll sell it? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't think I could sell a lot of this. Like, I'll make something. I was like, that's cool. I can, I'm not getting rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason I'm you're not a full time leather maker, Remy. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I made um, a really cool stingray uh, head stall and um, tripping collar, and I wanted to keep it so bad, but I'm like, my horse is retired and we don't have plans on buying me another one. So why would I keep it? But just to like hang it up in my house or something would have been awesome. But I ended up selling it. So, and then with handbags, I always try to make me one or make like an extra because I need to carry them around. You know, I need to advertise. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. I don't know. I, I usually put everything up for a sale and if something doesn't sell, I might keep it. But, you know. Oh, it is okay. tough. It's tough to let them go. Sometimes they're like, turn into your babies. You put so much time and work and, you know, creativity into them. And so it feels like your blood, sweat and tears are into it. It has to feel good good. though when you sell it. Cause then you're like, it means people like me and they like my work yeah. and yep, that's good. Like I, I must've did a good job because they bought it. Yeah. I try to have that outlook on it. Like, okay, I'm sending it off into the world and now it's going to become you know, this piece that someone's going to use. And I love that. So rather than just sitting in my house, getting dusty. But. I know Remy, well, I'm not, 
my creativity flows differently than Remy's, but Remy's very creative and she likes to draw and creates that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you dabbled in leather work or still do when you have time, right, Remy? Yes, but we don't have an insulated garage, so. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That'll be put on hold until it's not 115 <laughs> in my garage. <laughs> Right. And I did for Christmas, I got a sewing machine from James with Crystal's help because she told him which one to get for me. So now How I'm do you up. like it? I, I mean, for the little I've used it, it's fantastic because I was using um, James's dad's old machines and the one that we kept is like for like legit, like tripping collars. Like it's right. for very big pieces. So Crystal held, helped James get me one that's more appropriate for the things that I'm doing. Yeah, like first. But I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a clicker so I can cut all these pieces. And then I was like, I'm not, though. But like, I'm not. I'm going to get a $3,500 machine to to not, you know, to make like four bronc halter nose bands. And that's <laughs> Well, if you get one, let me know. I'll be over there every week. I know. I will. I saw one for sale. I almost bought it. But it. It got, it sold right away. Someone was getting a divorce and they had like all these pieces. So I'm just going to buy it. Crystal, do you have any good advice for uh, aspiring entrepreneurs that might be listening to this? Um, I think like we talked about earlier, start before you're ready. You can't always like wait around and oh, I'll wait until, you know, I, I know how to make 10 items or wait till I know how to perfect making those items and now I want to wait until my patterns are perfect and now I want to wait until you know it's you just got to get started and put yourself out there and just start posting your work and you know when people um learned I was doing leather work all of a sudden it was like oh well I need a hat band made or oh well I want a belt made or they just start coming to you (laughs) it was kind of weird for me um I think the roping helped a lot because we were you know seeing everyone like every week and people learned I was doing leather. So it was easy for them to order something. Yeah. So I think start before you're ready. Um, Or you can, you know, do it part time too, if you need to have that income coming in Um, because it doesn't come in right away. Like I wasn't flowing in the money. I was charging a lot less because I feel like I was just starting out and I wasn't very good. So, um, there again, my husband helped me, you know, a lot financially to be able to stay home and, and dive in. Um, but if you don't have that backing, you can do it on the side still and keep working at it. And I think just don't give up. Just keep learning, keep an open mind. Um, I, I forced myself to draw like all my patterns. Um, that way, like I, I would see improvement with like every piece. So sorry, my alarm keeps going off. Um, so I would, you know, hand draw all my patterns. Um, and then I, yeah, like I would start seeing progress with every piece and now I'm to where I'm at because I did that instead of drawing a pattern and then sticking with that same one every time. Like I just try to keep improving, try to keep learning, take classes. Um, I just went to Julie, Julie Bachner design leather school. She was amazing. She's in Washington and she's like the most amazing human um, helped me so much. So I always take classes, always being willing to learn and be open-minded and 
I know this is kind of off the top. Uh, well, it's not off the topic. It is very much relatable to this topic. The Art of the Cowgirl. Did you know that they have uh-huh. an internship program? Yes, yes. I um, I've applied for it a couple times. Um, and then I also went when they were in Montana. I went to that show. Yeah. And took a leather class from uh, Nancy Martini, and that was helpful too. Um, like every class I go to and take, I learn so much. You know, even though it's just a regular tooling class, you're gonna learn. Um, there's a hundred different ways to that. Well, that's like I watch. It's like you said. So I watch like a lot of the Don Gonzalez videos because like he just makes everything look so easy. Mm -hmm. But um, it's funny like when you watch guys like even with like basket weaving, like the basket weave stack, right? They yeah. Like guys, all like there's a similar way to do it, but there's a lot of guys that are like, oh, this trick works, and then you try and you're like, no wonder I couldn't get it straight before. Right. Right. Exactly. There's just so much you can learn, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm still new sometimes. I'm still learning, you know, different ways to do things or different products to use or, yeah. Well, I think too, it's like, I mean, we've seen it a lot and there's always been a lot of female leather workers, but I think you're seeing Mm -hmm. the rise of a lot more women on their own doing leather work rather than in conjunction with someone else. Right. It's like, um. I love when you watch like the saddle makers videos and I think it's burn saddlery and they show all the tooling and mm-hmm. it's all girls tooling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's, uh, it, it was that, it's a lot of girls. Think, like, with art of the cowgirl. I mean, I've never, I guess I just haven't put much thought into it on like the silver makers and then, um, the braiders and, the painters, all of that, like the leather makers, they've got, well, they highlight all of them, like all of those jobs, all of those entrepreneurial categories of women doing them, women masters. Uh, and you don't, you don't think about that very often, but there's a lot of very talented women out there in those industries in mm-hmm. the western community yep there are <laughs> yeah that I mean, was a had... fun show to go to it was really interesting to see so. like i think you see a lot of different it's funny to me too because i look because i do the same thing i watch all the videos i follow like all these different instagram deals is also seeing the different styles from different regions of the country like mm-hmm. just and i think some of its tool like i think some of its the availability of tools and then also what you need. I think it's our culture. I think it's the culture yeah. of each. Because like in the West, like I would say, well, it is California, Idaho, Oregon. There's a lot of silversmiths and braiders and whatnot in that country. And their work is so much different than somebody who would be from the Midwest or South. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's the same thing. It's like the, um, what's funny to me is like, yes, like everyone does cactus, right? Like, or not everyone, but a lot of guys do cactus is to look at the intricacy of guys from like California and Mexico, Arizona on their cactus as compared to somewhere else. Yeah. Like, cause it's funny. Like when you actually look at the leather work, right? Like a lot of guys will just do kind of like the bubble with like the little flower and that's it. And then you look at guys from California, like, you know, those the Southwestern States and 
it's not like it's a huge difference, just the care that's taken to how they um, stain it or antique it on top of it is different than it is other places. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep, that's true. Um, and California also limits some of the chemicals that you can get too. Yeah, like the thing that cracks it up is you can't buy some stuff and have it shipped to you, but you can go to Tandy and buy it from there. And I was like, well, how did it get there if Tandy. it didn't get shipped? <laughs> right? They walked it across the line. <laughs> Look it on donkeys. Or you just got to know somebody that lives in another state. I had to do that with my shower head, actually. Like, I wanted the big square shower heads, like the the big, big ones. And mm-hmm. they won't ship them to California because of our um, water supply. Water wasting. Oh. So I, had to ship it, I had to ship it to my friend in Nevada and then picked it up from him at Western Regionals like two years ago. <laughs> nice. So you're disclosing something that you're doing illegally in California across our yeah. podcast right now, Remy? Living on the edge, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I need you. And on, don't I'm going to tell this. you, because it's a giant shower head. I'm going to tell you. It still puts out less water than my California Stop approved shower head. Stop talking about it, Remy. God. <laughs> or it's like for us, like, so we use like the, uh, like, like furacin, like the powder for cow's eyes. Oh, you yeah. buy it in California. Mm-hmm. Right? I can buy it in California. I cannot have it shipped from Valley Vet Supply. And again, I'm like. Yeah. But how'd that get here? Like, you don't have like, a furacin plant in California. Maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. But I'm like. She loves this state, though. Mm-hmm. I do love this. It's awesome. Crystal loves the state too because everyone else is leaving it's and awesome. she didn't do it yourself here. So I don't hear anything. Yeah, no, we love we love the weather. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, the traffic is just getting crazy though. We're building so many houses. I will attest to that. Like, yeah. Phoenix isn't much better though. Yeah, it's not. But I, I mean, she's in she's in Minnesota now. But when she's in Phoenix, it's not much better. It's rural, extremely rural here. I just have to put up with slow moving vehicles, and I'm okay with that. No, so, Crystal, up. where can I our viewers find you and your work? Um, well, my business name is Dusty Diamond Leather, and that's basically all my handles. You know, Instagram and Facebook, and then I also have my website, DustyDiamondLeather.com. And I will edit this and put it in one of these corners over here. Awesome. Thank you. I'm <laughs> super talented when it comes to that. To the editing. Sometimes. Sometimes not all the time. <laughs> no, and, and I think it's important. Like, I think it's important to when you're younger, right? And this is for our, our younger audience that we have. I know because I can see the demographics. Is if you're going to buy a piece from um, a leather worker or a silver or smith, whoever, Understand that you are paying for time, right. expertise, and product. Yes. And a piece like, like if you buy a piece like a belt from Crystal, um, a purse, a uh, cell phone holder, a headstall, a breast collar, it is going to last you a lot longer. So rather than buying four things for ninety to a hundred dollars, just spend the money, save up, spend yep. the money, and buy one quality piece. Right. And they tell you this about shoes too, like right when you're younger, right? Like if you're in corporate America, buy like one nice pair of heels rather than a lot of cheap ones. But it's the same thing. And um, Breck and I have this conversation a lot. Like a lot of our tack is older, but it's really high quality tack. So when you spend the money to begin with, you end up with a piece that lasts you for, you know, 20 years rather than a season. Yep, definitely. And 
in today's world, you want less throwaway items. You know, you want items you that are class. Yeah. Well, you get to a certain point in your life too where you just want to be a minimalist and have less things. So, which would mean less things. You have to have higher quality things. So, yeah. Right. Oh, alarm. The alarms are tricky, man. I'll tell you, it happens to me too. <laughs> well, apparently like my Wi Fi didn't work this morning. It wasn't Rex for once, it was me. Whoops. Right by my not saying anything. Not saying anything. Yeah, so go support Crystal. If you can't afford to buy things, share her product because that's the other thing is exposure. Right. And when she's in contest, vote for her. So there's that. Help her win otherwise. <laughs> Thank you so much, Crystal, for sharing your story on here this morning with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Even though it was early, had a lot of fun with you girls. So. Yeah. Well, it's thank you. Fun. Remy, are we staying on for a little bit here? Yeah, we can stay on Crystal for a minute. Crystal can go off or we'll. Yes, Crystal, Crystal can go off. off. Okay. Crystal can oh, sign off. But thank you again, Crystal, for being on here with us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks. Bye, Thank Crystal. You. Have a good day. Success. Success. She, um, her stuff is, it is really fantastic. It is very pretty. Well, I did look through her website and, um, I, there's a lot of things on there that are extremely nice. Yes. So, you know, and, uh, how's baseball going for you? Um, we're on did a break. You get a, did you, as I say, did you get a break for 4th of July? We are on a break. Yeah, we are on a break. So, There's and then um, we had a tragedy in the horse community this last weekend. Um, Tatum Seek was, I think I heard she was going to look at a horse, uh, was in her lane, and someone crossed across two lanes and um, totaled her vehicle, and she died at the scene. So, there's a GoFundMe that. Um, Randy Babbitt started. You can find it all over social media. We'll share it from our social media site. Um, uh, you know, she's got her mom and her brother. And honestly, like if you look at all the outpouring, she had friends all across the country and a lot of different horse things. I she know. also raced motocross before. Um, so well, if you can help the family California out. California cowgirl who recently moved to Texas. Moved to Texas, yeah. yeah. And she um, was in the same circle that you and I were. She was in a lot of circles. Like, honestly, yeah. they showed rainers and cutters. And um, like I said, she had motocross. So it's a very big community that is missing someone that had a lot to offer and um, Who was, was funny and engaging. Genuine you know, and, person, it sounds yes. like. Mm -hmm. um, and she so, was not old at all by any means. No. How old was I mean, she? not not that it matters, but no, she was very young, and again, you know, she was in her lane driving somewhere. So, you know, this extra extra sad. heavy on the "I love you" and be safe, and uh, because stuff happens very quickly, and you tend to not be ready for it. No, I mean, I'm sure that when she got into her truck that morning, she never, no one would have. Um, Prayers to her family, um, the people who surrounded her. No, and so, you know, let's be a little bit nicer. It's a reminder to take time to appreciate everything mm -hmm. that we have. But like I said, I will put up the link. 
for the GoFundMe because, you know, you don't plan a funeral for your daughter. You don't set anything aside for that because... No. Um, speaking of things that you just can't control... Uh, Flies is what I cannot control this morning. There's like, there's more than one this week in here. Assholes are having babies in your office because you didn't get it out. I did um, get the one out. Well, it's 4th of July weekend in Minnesota. We've got a ton of lakes. These lakes are so crazy busy, which I'm sure they are everywhere. But you've got, I mean, the one lake by Astremi, There, you couldn't even get down the road. There are houses all around the lake. And they are close together. Like, you can reach out and touch the cabin next door from your window. Um, and they've got, like, four or five campers, fish houses in their yards. Every single one of them. We're talking hundreds of houses with all of these campers. Extra, additional campers. Can you imagine how many people are on that lake? It's just craziness. Um, because you have to be so careful. You have to be careful with kids. You have to be careful if you're out there driving a jet ski. Now, our lake is just us, so there's no worries. But if <coughs> a, friend, um, a friend's son was out jet skiing this weekend on one of those lakes that has a lot of people. And they were having fun, right? They've driven jet ski for most of their life because they grew up on these lakes. And there's two of them. The one kind of stopped. The other one was going to go by and spray him with water. And when he stopped, those jet skis do not turn. When you slow down or stop, you cannot turn the jet skis. Anyway, the one that was going to spray him realized he couldn't turn and freaking ran right into the one who was stopped. And it totaled the, it totaled the jet ski out. It sunk it. Thank God he didn't get hurt, the kid on it. Because he was going 30 when he hit him. And the other kid was at a standstill. I'm like, it's just scary to think that that could have been the loss of a life that day. One of our really good friends, kids. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, everything, it's, it does. Everything happens. Um, it happens really fast. Like, so fireworks are illegal in our county. Because we'll just catch on fire as well. I was going to say, yeah, but you guys are so dry. That... We're so dry. So we went to the baseball game on, we went to the Storm, which is our local um, minor league team. And they had fireworks on Saturday. And <laughs> I'm laughing because like historically, because it's in Lake Elsinore, historically they've caught that place on fire and the surrounding areas on fire. So they said they were going to have fireworks and they canceled the fireworks and the fireworks were back on and the fireworks were phenomenal. But there were so many firefighters like ringed around the, they were, they were the ready area. this time. Yeah. And then on fourth, like, well, like for like the last three nights, we've had fireworks going off and there'll be fireworks going off at like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, who is watching your firework at two o'clock in the morning? So I have to keep my dogs penned up. I think I can turn them loose tonight, but they've been penned up the last couple nights because my younger two dogs, which one's not young, he's 10, but my younger two dogs, um, they don't handle fireworks. Are terrified of them. But I'm like, look, we're in the middle of brush. Like, stop setting off fireworks. My favorite is if you can go on YouTube, watch the um, time lapse of fireworks over Los Angeles. 
because there's so many fireworks that go off like in the middle of LA, like middle of middle of LA, like over all the sky. It's awesome. Have you seen that video? Um, I'm sure you have because you're a TikToker and one of my girlfriends sent it to me and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so this family is all enjoying the holiday and they're all sitting in the front yard. Front yard. Oh my God. I love that video. <laughs> in a cul-de-sac. And I'm like, why would, why <laughs> on earth would you do those kind of freaking fireworks in a cul-de-sac that close to your next door neighbor with another house directly in front of you? So all the families lined up. They've got their really nice Suburban sitting here. They've got the fireworks stacked behind the Suburban. And they're lighting them off by the mailbox. It appears that when they lit it, the one tipped. And it started shooting everywhere. Into the crowd. Into the fireworks that they had sitting by their Suburban. And it blew the freaking Suburban up. I mean, it was a disaster. They're lucky somebody didn't lose a life. Yeah, I don't... Uh... I love all the like all the pictures like before Fourth of July like X-rays of people like missing fingers and it's like, be safe. Oh. Like I don't want to be in like I like fire. I don't want to be in charge of fireworks that big. So I buy them. I'm the one who buys them, and I like them, but it does make me nervous <laughs> until they're over. Like I just want it over. I don't want any accidents to happen. Yeah, man, we would uh, our stuff would catch on fire, so we just we don't. But when we go to like Powell, like people get the like legit fireworks, like the ones that like go up and spin with the gold and like shower down like fireworks show fireworks. But there's really nothing to catch on fire there either. So nice. That's, uh... But yeah, there's like lots of. Or I love like there's the same thing. There's a housing tract across the street from us. Like there's an empty pasture and a housing tract, and there's like legitimate fireworks going off on there. And I was like, how have you not caught someone else on fire? Like, the houses are all close. They're narrow streets. Yeah, I don't... And there were signs everywhere, right? Like, it, Riverside County fireworks are illegal, and then, like, all the, like, the blinking road signs, like, in the city of Hemet, fireworks are illegal. Fourth of July. America. 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 I got James a Blackstone griddle for his birthday. Oh, yeah, and James's birthday... Tuesday. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July, maybe. Then I tried to take balloons. I had all these um, red, white, and blue balloons. I was going to take them outside. Because while it was hot, it was also breezy, which made it not, it made it bearable. So I'd like walk outside like with my first group of balloons. And I was like, Brrr! and they're like hitting me in the face, and you can hear the balloons hitting off of each other. And I was like, and we're going to leave them tied inside on the banister. So, Well, it was... A monumental day for me yesterday because it has been so hot and buggy here too. Like, so hot, so buggy. Our horses needed a break. Whatever. So they've been pretty much off since some of them. I should say some of them because the boys have been riding still, but I haven't. I've been cleaning stalls and keeping the farm going. And Fourth of Julying it up. Yeah. Well, yesterday was the first time I wore pants since we came home from our SNC final. <laughs> Since Scott's picture, is that the was this about the last time you? Huh? Since Scott's picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom said that I happened to be on the Cowgirl Channel last night too. Look at you. And I said, "Was I riding?" She goes, "No, it was so nice. You were in the crowd cheering." And I'm like, "Oh God." <laughs> professional cheerleader, Brett. I guess you can be a professional cheerleader. I am now a professional. 
duck wrangler. Mm-hmm. So, I guess funny stories, fun times. Well, thanks for getting Crystal to come on there with us today. Remember, guys, like, follow uh, Dusty Diamond Leather, as I tell you every week for us. Like, subscribe, scream to the void, hate, listen, ignore us in the background. But I just... was going to say, last week you put that. Like, just like, like I love it. I put noise. stuff like that almost every week, and I'm like, I don't think anyone pays attention to this. I thought it was funny. I did think it was hilarious. So. Well, Plans we'll, for the weekend? We'll next week. I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. I never know what I'm doing, honestly. Well, just out here winging it, man. Uh, and then we got friends up in Canada. So if you're in Canada riding, good luck. Godspeed. Stampede. Stampede. Uh, the open was a little different. I saw that it's like because they take the top 20. So in 19th and 20th, this team's on five heads. So it must have been a little rough. Oh, is it already over? Well, just know, so yesterday's qualifiers were the open and the 10, and today's oh. maybe the 14. I don't know. I didn't. I should have paid more attention, but I didn't. I just know it was yesterday because I was stalking Michelle on sort of cheek. Yeah, so go get him, Michelle. She didn't have a great day yesterday, but um, well, today's a new day. Yeah, carry on. And I have a ton of uh, friends that are at Little Bridges uh, this week in Oklahoma. I love watching that, like when it's on RFGTV. It made me so happy. Yeah, I know. Um, so good luck to all those littles that are there, um, especially my BFF's daughter, Johnny Lynch. Uh, good luck to her. So, all right. Until next week, Grimmies. Be bold. Be brave. Be humble. Gold star for you, Breck. I've been practicing. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Remy. See you tomorrow. Or see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Bye.